All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Oilers Nation Radio, episode 70. Want to go what? ahead and thank... Oh, 70. I thought there was more to that. We are I thought, back. I thought the uh, the can opening was just the start of something. No, Dan, you're wrong again. Ah. Uh, of course, I want to start off by thanking our friends at Sherwood Ford, the giant out in beautiful Sherwood Park, Alberta. Go ahead and follow them on Twitter at Sherwood Ford and on Instagram at Sherwood Ford underscore the giant. If you see the nation truck driving around this beautiful city of ours, be sure to snap a photo of it, tag it with nation truck, and you will be entered to win a draw for a hundred dollar gas card. Tyler, I know you could use a hundred bucks on a gas yeah. card. Oh, hundred percent. Who couldn't? Everybody could. I do lots of driving. Well, I guess. Well, <laughs> Greg, what is this happening? Good for you. Good for you. I'm uh, in a great mood today, boys. You are. I'm happy to see you. It's been a week since I've seen you, Tyler. Almost a week. And I feel like that's where we should start, gentlemen, because everybody is talking about it. We want to get this out of the way. First up, let's talk about Calgary. We were there. We were at the Saddle Dome. We were there for Turtlegate. I'm going to part start two. just going around. Yeah, part two. That's true. Uh, I'm going to start just by going around. We're going to start with two different buses. We were kind of all split between the buses. Tyler, you were on a different bus. Nick was on that one. Mm-hmm. Rick, Dan, and I were on the other bus. Tell us a little bit about your experience on the way down to Calgary. I had a couple of nice beers because our bus mm-hmm. was fully licensed. I had a shot of Fireball. Um, I had pizza at the Canadian Brew House, and I had a damn good time. Mm-hmm. You did have a good time, buddy. There was had, a video of some that. Szechuan beef. I don't know if you remember that part or not. Mm. The Szechuan beef. Delicious. You also paid for uh, Rick and I's my cab home and, and, uh, and some treats. Had, and some treats afterwards as well. That was nice. It was very to nice. be that way. <laughs> Big bag of hickory sticks, eh, Big Milk? Hey, man. <laughs> That's good living. Still have them? No. Good job. No. I cried. Well, I saw you waited. You waited a couple days to get into them, or at least you posted a photo after. Yeah. It's yeah. Like a Monday, you just dove in. Yeah, there was a. I, I got home, rested up, had a couple of cocktails, and I was like, hey, 
some salty goodness that I need right now. So good. Absolutely. If you have not bought hickory sticks, I recommend that you do because nobody ever does. Not as salty as the, uh, as, as the food though at uh, Singapore Simon's. Oh, good Lord. Man, they, there is triple the amount of MSG on our food that night. <laughs> like I was probably the drunkest man alive on nope, Saturday night. Uh, you might've been second. <laughs> <laughs> but even the Behind in, Thai guy, yeah, he was oh. even in that state, the food at Singapore Sam's is just garbage. I don't know, it, it, dude. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> first thing in the morning, that shit would have been gold, <laughs> but it was the, it, it was super. I don't know to go, to go back to uh, the drunken rankings. At least Thai guy found his way back onto the bus after the the game. It's true. So <laughs> I, I uh, phone call. The game ended. I had to take a piss. Lineups at the Saddle Dome, which is a dump again. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that was record. my first time ever there. Okay, yeah, what the do you think? Thing, yeah, the whole thing is a urinal. That was your first mistake. He's well, looking true. for a urinal in the urinal. Oh. Tyler, your first trip to the Saddle Dome, what were your thoughts? Because not only did, was that your first time there, you also had to hike up to the press gallery where we were all sitting. And uh, I almost fell, fell over. Almost I almost fell. At one point, I didn't know what section we were in, so I just sat in a random <laughs> section, and then Nick had to call me over. Um, I would rather watch a game. I think Rexall's nicer. I don't Rexall. even guarantee it's, it's right. That's, nice. like, that's not minus, even a debate like in the no, current state, nice. right? <laughs> yeah, like right <laughs> now, no seats, no scoreboard, no ice, nothing. Just standing room yeah. only. Rexall was would be nicer than the Saddle. Everything's crammed. You don't know where the hell you are. There's no rhyme or reason to like the layout of the building. Did you see the debit machines that you had to use to pay? Like, no, for uh, to buy beer and stuff from the vendors. They're literally like the old swipey <laughs> machines that look like they're from 1981. It's yeah. Ridiculous. I feel you though. on not knowing where you're going. Cause at one point I went to buy beers and cheeseburgers for Rick and I, yeah, he came back and, and I'm back a while. Yeah, that. that box was hanging by a thread. Yeah. That box. And happened. I could not see us. And then where we were sitting and all of a sudden I see Rick standing, pointing at me like up I here, saw, guiding me I in like a my cheeseburger coming along and that's, yeah, I need this. Oh man. Well, see the funny thing too is bag Bunk's like, I'll be back with hot dogs. They didn't, they didn't sell hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. But it's weird though. Cause if you went to the one side, the other side did sell it. Cause that's all we ever had before is hot yeah, dogs. Yeah, Cause there. I was just going into the fancy section. That's my, those are my people. Oh, I know you get up into the alumni area. Yeah. I was in the alumni lounge again, shaking hands, kissing, babies i've yeah. got a i've got a random story from the trip uh that happened when we were actually still in red deer on our way down oh, this is um good. so yeah so it just took a, uh oh. we, we were in the brew house i took a little break took a walk out restocked on some things in the area around and uh was just talking to a, a lovely lady who was giving out some samples and she'd asked why we were there and she saw the lanyard and all this and then another lady comes up and she goes oh I love the Oilers. And I was like, Oh, that's great. Awesome. You're a, you're a big Oilers fan. She's like, yeah, actually my son, my son-in-law plays on the Oilers. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's uh that's interesting. And so I kind of pressed her a little bit more. Well, she's been like, like Sheehan or someone doesn't have a lot of money. Yeah, that you know, mother-in-law is supposed to work at the liquor store. In no, Red <laughs> but no, it was, uh, one Ryan Nugent Hopkins, mother-in-law, uh, working, uh, working at the store. So she, uh, Mrs. Wendell. Yes. She was a lovely, lovely lady. She had nothing but nice things to say about other fans and, and, uh, Ryan themselves. And, uh, we'll be sending the Wendell family, a bunch of keep new Trevor shirts just for, Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's so. funny. Cause it works on their side too. Of course. They're the in-laws, right? So absolutely. They keep, want to keep new forever. Yeah. Yeah. Who wouldn't because well, of that? It was funny that it coming to that story again on our Instagram, there was a question about the keep new Trevor shirt. And then one of our other fans answered it. So somebody asked, why does the keep new Trevor shirt exist? And somebody answered like they made it for his wedding. And I was <laughs> like, well, you know what? If the story lives that way, that's fine. Sure, that's exactly. We what had a did. great keep new Trevor chant going at the dome. 
Dude, he had a couple of goals. I thought I was losing my hat that night, and I was excited about it. I was real excited to hit some random we flame fans. Barely just say, into the hats, second. Hats, hats aren't going to make it to the rink. No, nah, it didn't matter to me. You, you could have hit Eric Francis with your hat, though. We're no. going to talk about him in a second. But then, <laughs> what's his deal, man? An idiot. He's just—he's super troll, and he owns it. I don't know if in his day-to-day life he likes to be a bag of shit, but online <laughs> he absolutely is, and he does it well. He got beat up in high school. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, who amongst us didn't? But, um, but yeah, he just he plays I that didn't. role really just, well. Yeah, I didn't either. I'm just throwing that out there. I didn't. <laughs> I got my ass kicked in junior high. Um, but uh, yeah, no, he, I don't. I don't know. He plays the role well. He gets us all pissed off. All right. Look at so, that, wait, look wait. At that look on Tyler's face. Tyler I, did the beating in high school. No, no, no. Tyler no. definitely did the beating in high. School. Yeah, you were a bully, weren't you? Once in junior high, I had to speak in front of the whole school, and, and everyone in my grade booed me. <laughs> like the gymnasium <laughs> at an assembly was booing me as I stood there with a microphone. And that was the day T- Bitter Tyler was born. Yeah. He's never put a microphone down again. <laughs> I'll show we all just... of you. I'll never stop talking. <laughs> Tyler's face just went blank. Uh, he's, he's reliving that moment right now. Oh, fuck. That was funny. So getting back on track, obviously the Cassian... Kachuk thing happened. Cast dummied him. Destroyed him. Kachuk yep. turtles. That's what he does. Again. He goes in the fetal position. Chicken. We released a red turtle shirt. We crushing. Did. Exploding. Man, we could have had crushing. that Crushing. At the, at the rate that Jay and I were working on Saturday night at the bar, I thought he wanted that thing out before like 2 a.m. It was... So we got to the bar after the game and Jay is a man possessed. He would, dude, he made, like, so it was like him sitting and then like two or three fins beside him and then myself. He's like, Rick, <laughs> you got to come sit next to me for the third period. He was rattled. Old guys were chirping him in the bathroom or something like that. Some old guy told him that Cassian was the coward. I, Jay can get a little uh, riled up from time to time. This is probably one of the more I've ever seen out of him. Especially when he's got a, a baker's dozen in him. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, he had a couple. So back to Eric Francis, the thing that came out of it. We're not going to beat the Cassian Kachuk thing to death. We've all talked about it a million times. Cass got suspended two games. Bullshit. Kachuk got nothing. Whatever. It is what it is. However, back to Eric Francis. He thinks that it was Cassian that violated the code, the unspoken code. And his quote was, if anyone owes anyone a fight, it's Cassian with Lucic. Cassian is the one who broke the code by ragdolling a star like Kachuk. And Cassian knows it. Did he say star? Yes, he did. This is a direct quote, my friend. And Cassian knows it. Cassian dummied a star player on the Calgary Fames. That does not go without retribution. So now we're going to find out if Zach Cassian is capable or interested of taking on someone out of his weight class in fighting Milan Lucic in the opening minutes of their game on January 29th. I'm fascinated to see if he answers the bell. We already know that Luch is not a big fan of fighting his old buddies because uh, we saw him play LA as an oiler. And I remember Jeff Carter knocking over maybe even Connor and Luch didn't do a goddamn thing. Luch does not fight his buddies. Luch will not fight Cassian. Well, he's going to be three, four steps behind him anyway. Luch or he's just going to be yelling weird things at him from the bench. He had his chance. You're right, Begbilk. He was standing up barking at Cassian when Cassian did it. Which is all you could do. You're running on that ice at the right time, yeah. so that's all you can do. Yeah. But and then Cassian came back into exactly. the game and Lucic had his chance and he did nothing. And so did Zachary so, Ronaldo or whatever this kid's then, name is. And he then how about, shit either. And then how about calling Kachuk the star? Which you know what? I didn't even know it at the time, but he is the leading scorer on the Flames with thirty eight measly points. Woo, but you know, so impressive. good for him. But 
but like Cassian has 10 less points than him and only three less goals than him. And he's outscoring him at even strength, I think. Yeah. Tyler, you put that out, I think. Yeah. So like, so what are we even talking about here? Francis, like I said, he plays the troll role well, but yeah, it was a a foolish statement by him. On that note, I did like Tyler. I like when you argue with people on Twitter, man. I was going at it with this guy. Yeah, you were. He was like, well, if I played with Connor McDavid, I would get more even strength points too. And you just responded with something like, sure you would buddy or something. I was like, I was, I I said, sure you would big guy. (laughs) Um, But there was another guy yesterday too. I don't know why I was in a fighting mood yesterday. I know that's not exactly a surprise, but this guy was like, he was sending me like plus minus. He's like, good job. Yes. So plus 15. Yes. I, was, I was like, listen, man, you, you've cl- shown me you weren't intelligent and like, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, you're the one saying that Cassian's better than Kachuk. And I was like, well, I never said that. You fucking idiot. Like sometimes people piss me off after the flames <laughs> lost or got shut out by the Habs, yeah. the next game. You and we beat gave the those Preds, points away and we were tied with them again. Then the goal differential thing was the next the oh, next yeah. big one that I saw. But isn't it right? It's by goal differential isn't the first, is it? No, it's, it's regulation overtime regu- wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And we have more. I don't yeah, even think goal differential more. second, is it? Not anymore. No, I think it's yeah. it's head to head. Head to head. And strength in your conference oh. in your division. Yeah. yeah. But Just before we, we move have on that here now? from I know that's an NCAA thing. Yeah, I think I think it goes row it goes row, head to head, and then strength in the division. That is so hard to figure out. Yeah, there's math there. I don't you know a lot of math there. Yeah. 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 So looking at right now for if we're looking uh, Calgary is a minus nine goal differential <laughs> and the Oilers is minus two. Yeah. So we are climbing back towards even on the goal differential. Even just two weeks ago, the Oilers were at like minus 13 or something like that. So they are climbing up. Nicely. Don't we have like the best record of one goal, uh, one goal games as well. Well, that's because we can't score an empty net goal to save our lives. We don't want to. We don't yeah, want to rub it the team. Hey, we're on a roll now, man. We on got one the other night. That uh, was, that was a one. struggle. That was wow. a fun, fun go empty that goal to watch. <laughs> they just did. They all count. <laughs> we had they like four guys in the crease or around the crease. That's, yeah, that's all you need. Yep. Before we move on to that Predators game, I just want to finish up with this Calgary thing. The thing I want to talk about was Flames fans thought they were being creative and fun. Oh, shit. By raising money for a billboard, which just came out today. The design for the billboard came out today. It's embarrassing. And it is bad. It looks like something you would make in MS Paint. Like you're like... And I, th- I may get in trouble for this, but I, like a couple ladies on Facebook made this thing. Like there is no cleverness. There is no type of shit talking. It's just what the Kachuk uh, friendly reunion friendship tour, friendship tour, which they oh, stole from they actually to, to their credit. They stole that from flames nation. Okay. Yep. But my, like, is that the one that they raised money for? Or is that just yeah. the one that so CJ 92 did? It started out yeah. with a guy in Calgary raising yeah. money in a GoFundMe. Then yeah. we made Calgary, the Calgary uh, radio station stepped in and said, we'll do the billboard. You just raise money for charity. Uh, After so they raised about four bad. grand for charity for ALS. And then, and then at the same time, that girl released a tweet to do uh, brown bagging it. Yeah. And we've raised, I so think the radio station said, Hey, listen, convert your, yours now to uh, charity. Uh, a charity. Yeah. And then, that Sarah girl got involved or Sam girl. Got I, involved. It was around this. Same I time. thought the Sam girl, like they said, okay, we're doing this. And she's like, okay, well that's pretty stupid. Instead, let's go out and, and raise money for, for the charity instead. Yeah. And then that went through the roof. And then that other dude came in and said, Hey, I'll match your 10 grand. Right, and I think that, I thought that was when Calgary's like, Ooh, well, no, so it was before that, but it, you might be right. It was, it might've gone whatever dude in Calgary. Us, yeah. Like, and then the yeah, it doesn't us. really matter what the timeline is. I just want to give a Sam a shout out Sam in Yeg on Twitter. This was all her doing. Um, 
I remember when the, I think it was Bar Down or something, posted that Calgary Flans were raising money for the billboard. And she came out and said, well, that's ridiculous. I have a challenge for you. In response to Flames fans buying a billboard, I've decided to donate to one of their local cha- charities in honor of Zach Cassian. I chose Brown Bag in it so that kids can get a proper meal and grow up to be tougher than Kachuk. And looking now, it is about $38,000. That's crazy. That's so so crazy. Congratulations to all of you for getting involved. And once again, showing why this is the city of champions. Also, uh, as someone who may or may not work for the company that also owns CJ 92 rocks in Calgary, I have it on pretty good authority that there will be a billboard in the city where uh, once that Chuck one pops up, the very next billboard will be an Edmonton response. Like so. the neg- like when they take it down, you're the next one up or the next? No, it's, a, ro- like- it's a rotating billboard. It's an electronic billboard. Those fancy ones, eh? Yeah. So on the fancy electronic billboard, once that one's up, the next one should be a response from Oilers Well, fans. I hope that one's a little more creative because the one that we're seeing right now is as bland as bland it's gets. Player profile photo. It's a it's tagline with Proclaims Nation. Embarrassing. And then it's you a promotion wanna, for a radio. Your station. whole thing is like try and get under the skin of the Edmontonians or whatever. <laughs> like they obsess over this this city. They talk about being rent free, man. You guys honestly laid an egg. You had an opportunity, something funny, something cool. I don't know. But you guys laid an egg. I also love Tyler. I don't know if you want to say where the radio station is, but I also love that the billboard that they paid for is nowhere near the arena. It's not close. It's nowhere near anything, really. No, unless you're going out to that Walmart out there. Yeah, you know if that's I mean? the only spot they're putting it. I mean, <laughs> those those people on their. I'm gonna get in trouble at my other job now, but whatever. <laughs> on their drive home, there the. Uh, they're gonna, they're gonna be upset, but no one else is gonna fucking see it. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I don't generally pay attention to billboards anyway, so. Nice job. Nice, nice spend of money, Calgary. You're doing great, great work. Uh, Just before we move on from the Calgary thing, I just want to ask everybody, this has been so hyped up over the last week and change. This is going on now. There's interviews on both sides. People are spewing hot takes on Twitter, on talk radio. It's still going on. Does anyone think that the rematch on the, well, the third installment of the Battle of Alberta on the 29th is going to be any letdown at all or is it going to be as advertised Tyler what do you think I think it might end up being a bit of a letdown like if both these teams come off their bye weeks and are just like meh let's focus on the two points let's focus on you know winning and if the NHL which I think they want to do stifle this thing a bit and sit down with both teams and go any bullshit is double the regular suspension guys which they might George Peros is going to be in attendance yeah oh my god no but so we can miss things in real life as well yeah um I I think there's a chance that there could be you know not zero animosity but maybe not the fireworks that we're expecting to Tyler's point before I go on you Nick right now as of today Friday first and fifth in the Pacific Division are only separated by two points so that's that's a huge massive hockey divisional game game. Nick what do you think (laughs) Uh, first off, to go back to the one goal game thing, Calgary actually leads the league and wins in uh, one goal games with 16, where we have 10, just because you guys were talking about that before. Um, if you want to build this like a proper wrestling feud like it is right now, you keep the t- you keep Kachuk and Cassian away from each other on the 29th. You build the heat until the third game on the first, and that's when they finally get at each other. Because that's that way, then it really, really will uh, blow the roof off the place when they finally go head to head and all the big time eyes won't necessarily be watching all of the, you know, yes. the NHL. Okay. You guys got past the last if one. You wanna, and, and if George can go back to the beach and hang out there again, if you want to build this a little bit too, like maybe like a video game, those of you like playing video games, build it like some boss levels for Cassian to finally get to Kachuk. He's <laughs> got to go through Lucic first. So you take Lucic down on the 29th because I mean, 
that'll be a good scrap. He'll let Lucic catch up to him. He'll he'll slow down his uh, his paces about by half speed, so Lucic can actually skate next to him. They'll go at it. He'll take Lucic down, and then he finally gets to go after Kachuk on the first. I think they fight. They're they're gonna fight right away. Like there was a report out there that said the uh, the older guys in the Flames dressing room they gave gave uh, Kachuk shit. Like they yeah, said, who reported that? Oh, I can't remember. Some dude out of Calgary, probably. Josh Marshall, who is like a fucking clown, so I wouldn't. Oh, is he? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, could, I, could, I could honestly see some of the guys going like, dude, you can't do, be doing that stupid shit. Because like, right away, what the NHL did afterwards is they legalized targeting. They said there was nothing wrong with the Kachuk hits. I guarantee you, everybody's going to start doing the same fucking thing now. You sit at the at the face-off dot, and you wait for your guy to start coming around the net, and you drive right in and, 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 and take him out. Perro said it's Perro said it's legal. I think the biggest thing that's going to come from this is that Rogers Place is going to be fucking rocking on the 29th, and I'm excited for that. They'll scrap. They'll scrap off the, the fans. Hop, will be going at it. They'll There's going to be a lot of lot of red gonna turtles hold on. there. Kachuk's going to hold on and try just try and get through the fight, and they'll just try and kill it there. But I really hope that after that, Zach does wait on the faceoff dot and try and hit a couple of these guys. I just want him to crumple up Johnny Gaudreau in a little ball and throw him in the stands. That's what they got to do. Like, honestly, I would prefer if he just ignored Kachuk entirely because that's that's that dude's game. Yeah, but they're good. I think Kachuk's going to actually stand up and go, okay, like right off the Because it reminds off. me of, do you remember when Matt Hendricks hit, I don't remember who it was on the Panthers, somebody from behind. This was yeah. a few years ago. And yeah. the very next game, he came out and fought good Branson right away yeah, at the start of the game. To. And then what was done was done. But Matt Hendricks was an honorable player, whereas Matt Kachuk is not. Matt Kachuk does expect other people to answer for his hits, uh, for hits on his team, though. He made Matt Dumba fight him earlier this year. The, because vet- of a- the veterans on that team are going to make him stand up. Yeah, yeah, like I there's mean, no way he there's no way he gets away with that game without fighting. Like I know he's a Calgary Flame, but by all accounts, Mark Giordano seems like a stand-up captain. Dude, Luch is gonna sit there and fucking smack him and tell him to fucking smarten up and get out there and just do his thing. All right, we over literally Cal- it's gonna just cause uh, Goudreau like literal headaches. Hope so. I mean, that's whatever, what I would do. And whatever this fucking Rasmus Anderson kid is. <laughs> yeah. Like you well, got your face filled in already by nurse, and I'm pretty sure he just got his, his jaw unwired, and that's the first thing he wants to say. That was my favorite that's part. He was talking about pretenders on the Oilers, even though Darnell filled him in. Like, oh, dude, real I bad. Oh, it was really bad. He was starting the lawnmower on your oh, face. Oh, and Darnell was pissed. Do you see his face in that one? <laughs> oh, I've he seen that look up pissed. close, and it's, it's terrifying. Yeah, don't pat him on the head. <laughs> No, no, no. All right. We're moving on from Calgary. I want to get to our friends at Sherwood Ford again, out in beautiful Sherwood Park, Alberta on Twitter at Sherwood Ford and on Instagram at Sherwood Ford underscore the giant. Look for the nation truck. Take a picture. Hashtag nation truck. Enter to win a hundred dollar gas card. Tyler. It is the Sherwood Ford giant, 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 giant question of the week. Given the news of the Caleb Jones signing a two-year 850K extension, will the Edmonton Oilers trade a defenseman before the trade deadline? The three players I pictured in the graphic were Chris Russell, Matt Benning, and our good friend Willie Lags, Will Lagason. Um, but what's your guys' take here? Will, will the Oilers deal off a defenseman before the trade deadline? I mean, I think now that they've got the opportunity to, they're stocked up on the left side. There's no doubt about it. I was actually, to be honest, a little bit surprised to see a two-year extension on Caleb Jones because I thought that he might be Same here. somebody that might leave. However, great deal by Holland. I was surprised to see it so low. I'm still used to, I'm still suffering PTSD from when Peter Shirelli was signing people. You know, he would have gotten like a 2.5 or something like that. Where's his no trade? <laughs> yeah, where's the no trade? But I, I still don't know that they trade a defenseman before the deadline just because I think that they need veterans. 
unless you're going to do flip a Chris Russell for a Nick Benino or something like that. Tyler, you've talked about it before. I just don't know if that's the play quite yet. And what if Dave Tippett is sitting here telling Holland in their meetings, like, listen, I really like having Russell in this lineup. And he could, you never know. There's a chance, right? Like Tippett could really value having a veteran back there. Rick, what do you think? I think Russell's gone. I've been saying it all year. And Before I, the deadline? Okay, the, 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 that's going to be uh, whether Benning uh, hangs out. If Benning can handle it, I think it opens up the door for the Russell to move. And I know this is going to sound really stupid, but in terms of <laughs> veterans and stuff, you honestly can just go down to Bakersfield and bring up fucking Brandon Manning. He can't probably do just as much as Russell, but the difference isn't that much. And you save yourself, whatever, a million and a half or something. Like if you want in terms of a veteran, Manning can almost do what Russell, he can't skate. He can't really do everything Russell does, but you got to fill in. I, I mean, we're definitely at the point now where our new defense are here. And I said for a while, you know, you just got to let Jones play through his mistakes. He's going to make mistakes, but he's not going to figure them out in the AHL because it's not fast enough down there. He has to make these mistakes and learn from them in the NHL. And the team, they just, they gave him two years. Said, yeah, let's go. It's uh, yeah. Once Benning comes back and you can always bring up Pearson too and see if you need that right-handed guy for a seventh guy. I honestly, I don't see how Russell's here come the trade deadline. One reason why I think that Russell could be here is courtesy of our friends at puckpedia.com. He still does have the remainder of this year and next year at 4 million bucks with a limited no trade clause. Nick, what do you think? Well, actually quickly on the limited no trade, sorry to cut you off, Nick. It's 10 teams right now. On July 1st, it turns to a 15 team list. So it does get easier to move them in the summer. Okay, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, Tyler mentioned uh, William Lagesson, Lagesson, whatever it is. Um, I think it, when he first got called up, it was everyone sort of thought that that was a bit of an audition to have him be a bit of trade bait. I mean, honestly, people thought Caleb Jones might have been that too. Um, it is getting crowded, especially if Benning comes back. So you have to think somebody's on the move. Um, I've I've made my my feelings about Chris Russell known on this podcast plenty. Uh, I think he's valuable. I think he's a guy you want only on the third pairing. No nowhere above that, but you want him heading into a playoff run. Uh, but if there's a right deal to, to, to flip him for a guy, they're still looking for a third line center. Um, if you can flip him for something like that. Yeah. I don't see why not. Um, Jones actually, uh, with, uh, Oilers nation and actually nationwide writer, Zach Lang, we were talking to him and I were talking about it yesterday in the office. Uh, Jones's underlying numbers are actually pretty surprisingly good. He seems to play against pretty good quality of competition. So, um, I thought he looks like he struggles out there at times, but I think his mistakes just kind of get uh, magnified a little bit. Sure. And then we don't really look at all the little things he does. I think it's because the way he recovers seems very erratic, a, li- a little panicky. And I think it might be because you're yeah. just trying, you're just learning. But like I said, these are the things he has to learn. He's got to learn in the deep end of the pool now. Yeah. But all, so all his, all his stats are high, like his Corsi, all that kind of stuff are on the positive side. So if he can hold down that, third pairing spot on the left, then yeah, if you can find a deal for Russell and offload that salary, you might as well do it. Yeah, before I get to you, Caleb Jones now at this point has played 23 games with the Oilers this season, 40 NHL games total. What do you think, Dan? I'm still, I I said it last week and I still would like to see us go out and get another defenseman. And I know it sounds like you're you're just adding to the log jam, but I think- Who are you pushing back then? I think there's an opportunity to move out a defenseman and then move another one back in for prospects or for okay picks. well benning's almost back so we gotta like you gotta take somebody out of the lineup yeah absolutely and i'm still okay with caleb jones sliding down to the ahl myself i don't think we need to force him into the lineup just You're not yet. forcing him though he looked great in i'm the, not in saying the, he, in the i'm not saying he looked, he looked terrible, fantastic but i'm saying if you can go out and get i know it's not like it's a you know it's me just saying that but 
going out and getting that right right side defenseman that can uh, that can slide people back. It, Matt, it Matty would Benning, be valuable. Man, man. Nobody scores on the nobody scores when he's out there. Well, weird, I know, but yeah. But I'm just I that's that's my that's just my feeling. I just I I would like to see us just go into the playoffs with a deep deep D core that doesn't that that allows a guy like Caleb Jones to play if he needs to and if you want him to. But if he has some struggles in the playoffs, that there's some next guy next up. Is so your I, thought process kind of like when Sakara went down? Yes, a couple years ago, and yep. then they were just kind of not the same. It's a little bit more PCTSD where he just doesn't. He per, Peter Shirelli just didn't plan for uh, the worst Peter case Shirelli scenario. You like that? CFO. You like yeah, that? Yeah, I just yeah. thought of that. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, bag milk. You're right. I, I think it's I think it's coming back to the last playoff run. But then it's just playoffs in general. Playoff depth is is super important. The next man up is you know I don't want it to be Brandon Manning, and I don't think he's he's well, the he would best be option. The popcorn guy. But but Russell as a seventh man is not a bad idea. But you have to go out. You have to have guys in front of him to replace him. Split kind of a split room on Chris Russell, or even just moving a, a defenseman in general. Tyler, last word. Um, I, I think it's tough to deal him before the deadline. Uh, I think if you can move him out and maybe bring in a veteran forward, it might help this team more. Like a third line center who might be overpaid probably helps this team win more games than a third pairing D man who's overpaid. But at the same time. I have no problem with Chris Russell being on this team. I've said this before. I like his game. I don't like his contract. In fact, I really hate his contract. Um, he'll be gone by next training camp. I'm not 100% certain if he'll be gone by this uh, this trade deadline. So to answer the question, um, I just kind of danced around it a little bit here. But I think a D-man will be dealt, but it won't be Russell. I think Benning might be the odd man out here. Do you think with his concussion issues, it's going to be harder to deal him? Or like his value is going to uh, drop to a point where he's we might as well keep him? No, I think... Uh, or what does he have to do to prove that I think a rebuilding healthy. team might like him. I don't think it's a deal with the Leafs. I think would it's you, a deal... Do you, would, do you think that team would take him as of like today where there's no. some question marks on his you game? Need, you need him to play a bit. Okay, now how far are we from the trade deadline though? Like a month? A month. A month and seven days, so five weeks. So we and then we do know that he's not playing till at least the 29th. Yeah. Right? So, so he hopefully you can get him in a few games and he passes tests and a team believes you. I know it's it's a big ask, but... We'll see. We're getting close to the trade deadline. For once, the Oilers are in a spot to buy, which is a again very nice change. Once again, of it was only like three years ago. <laughs> David DeHarnay. God, it feels like a long they time. They can't ago. do that again. No, you gotta, God, no. You got to do something more than DeHarnay. Like people were floating out the idea that, like, go get Tyler Ennis. It's like, okay, sure, Tyler Ennis is a good hockey player, but who's he? Is he an upgrade on Josh Archibald? Like, I think they need to go out and they need to put a stamp on this thing. Well, Dusty you need a real top six. Dusty Nielsen had a uh, fishing for a top six winner today at OilersNation.com. He hit some of the names that he had in there was Andreas Athanasiu. Athanasiu. Fuck me. Andreas <laughs> Athanasiu. Uh, Kasperi Kapanen. Uh, Eric Stahl as a wild card. Tyler Toffoli. J. G. Pajot and Alex Galchenyuk were some of Dusty's yeah. ideas. So Pajot is going to be too expensive. And Galchenyuk Friedman too. said on the radio this today that uh, Stahl didn't like being a rental there before. And he really, really, really does not want like a uh, mid-season trade. So I don't see that happening either. I, I'd still, I'm still, I'm going to keep banging this drum like I'm the Houston Astros. But I, <laughs> I, it needs to be a guy, it needs to be a guy like with team control. Yeah. That's a good one. It's got to be a team control. If you're going to give up the future assets, um, yeah. I, I want a guy to come back who you can help the team next year as well. And I think those names are out there. Would you take an RFA type of guy then? Yeah. RFA. Yeah, yeah. You're looking right? like, so you know, I mean, Stahl gets taken out, but yeah. uh, then whatever. I see you, Josh Anderson, Andre Kasha has a year left on his deal. Like, yeah, but do, do you going to trade him? Well, I don't know. Custon's had him in his piece on his trade bait board. 
But to us, I mean, like in oh. the division, I don't think. Uh, if they're going for a rebuild, yep. they might not give a shit. Yeah, at that point, you're uh, if you're going for a rebuild, man, you look for the best pieces coming back. Dogs are fuck so for. fucking bad. They're right so now. bad. Thank God. Love to see it. Yeah, it's love yeah, to see it. Couldn't happen to a better team. As far as a team crashing and burning outside of the flames, that just makes me so happy. It's the Anaheim Ducks. Toronto. Vancouver. I mean, I could. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Did you guys hear the rumors about Toronto? How they're looking to fix their D? Dion Phaneuf was spotted having a conversation no, with Mike Shan- or with uh, Brendan Shanahan. No, that'll, that'll do it. Wasn't Chris that, Russell. Wasn't that about him like shadowing him though and I like trying know, to become man. an executive? I don't that'll know. Do it. I don't know. They're Bring held, back Dion. They're, they're held together with some uh, sticky Dion. tack right now. So. They need a double Dion or maybe a cowboy. <laughs> they need a cowboy. Sticking along the lines of contracts today, right before we got started here, Mark Spector tweeted out Oilers GM Ken Holland and Rick Curran, the agent for UFA right winger Zach Cassian, have spoken several times and appear to be finding common ground. My sense, they will announce a multi-year deal prior to the trade deadline and that Cassian will not make it to July 1st. Tyler, I want to start with you. We've talked about the Cassian contract a few times on this podcast. It's, it's a scary one. It's a scary one considering who he's played with uh, all season long. He's playing right beside Connor. Uh, obviously, that gives him a, a healthy boost of skill in terms of who he plays with. What do you think this is going to look like? Are you scared? Do you want me to hold you? There's two ways to look at this. One, he, this wa- one he wants to be held. But of course. Outside yes. of that. Either Zach Cassian wants to be here, has no interest in going to the open market. So the fact that this deal could get announced in the next month means that it's going to be a team friendly deal. The other side of looking at this is Zach Cassian actually wouldn't mind going to market and the Oilers are petrified of that. So they're going to pay him a lot right now to make sure it doesn't happen and make sure they have the cost certainty before heading into the deadline. It's an interesting moment for him to do it because of the hype of the Kachuk thing. The city, he's the most, he was the most popular guy at the autographing but if session. They, if and if it's session. coming out right now that they're almost done, that means they've been talking for a while and well before this whole Calgary thing. Probably. Yeah, I just hope. I think, sorry, sorry to cut you off. Spectre did say they've talked a few times or several times now. Yeah, I just, I hope that it's a sign that he wants to just be here and he gets that he's playing a role and that if he goes to open market, he might get marooned. Ken Holland told like Mark stuck somewhere. <laughs> yes. Ken Holland told Mark Spector, I've had a number of conversations with his agent, Rick Curran. The hope is that we can keep him in an Oilers uniform. I love his passion, his physicality. He's a presence and I'm aware of big playoffs he had three years ago. There are still five months before free agency. I believe Cass loves it in Edmonton. So hopefully we can find a solution that works for him and for us. Now, my question to everybody, seeing the contract that Caleb Jones signed, which is a very team-friendly deal, not used to these, does that make you feel better about Ken Holland negotiating this deal on Cassian? I was never worried about it. Like I know everybody came in and said, blah, blah, this and that and the other thing. And what he was doing in Detroit was, uh, it was something different. they were on what a 24 year playoff run. And at that point you're just trying to keep it, keep it rolling, keep it rolling, keep it rolling. There might've been well, pressure from ownership there as well. That's, just, that's what I mean. Right. So you're just yeah. trying to, on that point, just trying to get into the playoffs every year. Uh, I think this is a lot different. I think he's here because he wants to build something. And, uh, yeah, no, I think this is going to be this. I'm, I'm not terrified when it comes to this. I think at worst, at absolute worst, it's four times three and a half. 
I think that for Ken Holland in Detroit, it was a lot of loyalty issues where it was like guys that he was loyal to and he just kept signing them to deals that maybe they were a little bit too uh, But they was too the, whole point, the whole point was to keep their playoff streak going. No, no, I know. But that's what I'm saying is that where he doesn't have that here, right? There's no playoff streak to worry about. There's yeah. no loyalty to players yeah. except for maybe Yurko. Um, I never mean, heard, never heard of it him. Has, it has to be mentioned too that Steve Eiserman's inheriting a roster in Detroit that has like $34 million worth of cap space next year. Mm-hmm. So Holland... People like to choose to forget that part. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, he signed a lot of like maybe past their prime veterans to no move clauses and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it looked ugly there for a couple of years. But I mean, he's setting the team up for Eiserman to be successful if they can they can make all that kind of all that cap space work. Yeah, and you're and you're kidding yourself if you thought that Eiserman wasn't in conversation about being the GM before Absolutely. Ken Holland even started the year the last year in Detroit. They were like, talking about that when he his knees stopped yeah. working against Edmonton in 06. Yeah. That was weird. I was at Steve Eiserman's last game. You were. Nobody knew. Last skate was on Rex Hall. Game six. Yeah. Oh buddy, that nobody goal knew. that Sergey Samson. <laughs> oh, Ended Chris a, Osgood's career that night too. Uh, round the horn real quick. What does everybody think Cassian kind of settles at? I'm going to start with a three by three. Tyler? Uh, four by three and a half. Four, four years, three that, and a half. That's million. a weird way to say that. That's a rich one. No, that's, that's exactly what I said. I think it's, I, personally, I would like it at three times three, but I think the the lead, uh, sorry, the team is going to be a little bit, a little nicer here. And he's what, 28 right now? Mm-hmm. 32. He doesn't play that big, same type of physical game that Lucic plays, so I don't think he's going to break down as fast. Um, you know his lifestyle off the ice is much cleaner now, so I think he can keep the body up. I think it's a little hefty on the price tag and the term. However, with the uh, cap situation changing drastically, uh, not this offseason, but next offseason, and you got a couple, you know, you got you get a couple of young defensemen, you can keep them uh, cheaper. I think he's going to go yeah, like I said, three by three, but four four years and three and a half is, I think, where they're going to go. Nick, what do you think? There's a lot of pessimism that goes into when we talk about these things, mm-hmm. but I'm confident after Holland struck that deal with Jones, so I'm going to say two and a half for Whoa. three years. That would be, man, if he does that, I'm going to come give you a big old kiss. Dan, what do you think? Yeah, I'll finally. Say, I'd give him a kiss first before you go to Nick. <laughs> oh, come I'm on. Kind of, I'm kind of on the, uh, the bag milk train there. I, I'll say 3.9. 3 years for 2.9. I said like all along if it starts with a 2 I'd be very happy, but I just don't think Which it's the price of the years. If two. it starts uh, the price with a 2, say. I'd sign up for 6 years just to get it under 3. I don't think it's happening though. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll give I'll give him 5 years if it's fuck, if it's 2 and a half. I'd I'm go just, 5 years times 2.5 cuz no that's my problem. Yeah. You could do a lot with my, that. I'm clearing my PCTSD. No, we all have that to went do away it. the day he got fired, bro. We all, oh, I don't know, man. I still got it. You can't tell me that every time you got to shake it. Like you, this summer, you have to feel a little bit like pressured. There's, there's the Nuge signing. There's Nurse coming in. Like there's a lot of. There's a Nuge contract. That's terrifying me. Uh, nurse so there's PCTSD? PCTSD? No, no, this is in general. Like there one day we're going to have to deal with Connor and Leon too. Like yeah, I'm 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 worried. Like I I really hope that uh, that Nuge is is bought fully in and and likes where we're going and likes where we're we're about to go. And this contract's gonna be interesting because I don't think he's gonna get that much of a of a raise. Like he's gonna get a bit of a raise and he's gonna be right before the the cap goes up. But because of his offensive numbers, I don't think you can give him that massive. Like he can't get eight. Another thing to think about too is what, but seven, uh, yeah, Holland seven. gave chase on this summer. And that was, dude, that was like, that was a band-aid situation. He's like, we, we need to get through this. I'm going to bring in some euros. Uh, I know this guy, I'll give him two, two years and I can fit it in and I can deal with it. But it's, 
Worst case scenario is he's a fourth liner, or I guess best case scenario is a fourth liner. He's rounding a lot. He's rounding it into a little bit better now. But he wants to be the answer, man. Yeah, no. he's coming for that title. There's only one name on that belt. Is it skipthedishes.ca? Of course it is. They are always the answer when you're hungry. Go ahead. I got to thank them for something. We got back on the, uh, we got back from the bus and Mm -hmm. I know you're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to use your phone on, on, uh, while you're driving, but I was searching while I was letting it warm up for a bit. And I I definitely made my order right around a a red light. What'd you get? I just picked up a pizza. Nice. I I wasn't getting too crazy. I skipped in Calgary. I ordered a shawarma. From when? When? How? Late night at 1 a.m. at the hotel. A shawarma. A nice little shawarma. shawarma. Dude, don't air over shawarmas. I got myself a nice pho the other day. Oh, Uh, recovery meal. uh, You like that, Nick? No, I don't. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I pronounced it properly. (laughs) I got myself a nice pho from skipthedigit.ca. There are fine soup restaurants around me, and I just, I, I like it. I like it. And I can't cook it. So I want to eat it. Skipthedigit.ca makes it happen, and they make me happy. Gentlemen, next thing I want to talk about is the NHL's Department of Player Safety. Can we laugh at that? Yes. Can we put a laugh track in at this point? Sorry. So the Cassian thing was weird. Cassian got suspended for two. Kachuk got nothing. We've covered this. But just the other day, Matthew Perot has a quote that is hilarious. Oh, it's fire. I love this. Yeah, it's good. I've got to take matters into my own hands next time if this happens and I get to swing my stick across his forehead and I shouldn't get suspended then. I better not get suspended. The the next guy that does that to me is going to get my fucking stick and I better not get suspended for it. So what he's talking about there is Jake for 10 and elbowed him. That was a dude. He raised his body. I don't know his feet leave, but he's he's, he's crunched first as we're all taught to hit and he brought himself up to make himself larger. And that elbow definitely went right into the kid's head. Like bro's a short guy, but that was, that was a reach. So my question for you guys is what's going on with George Paros's department here. It is very inconsistent on what's getting called for suspensions in terms of hits or what have you. He's changed. He's changed the rules. He's pushed it back a bit. Well, Cassian like we're, talked we're, about it too. He legit, knows we're bringing Rafi back for for the 29th. And Rafi's how many guys talked back. about Rafi Torres being suspended countless times for those kind of hits? And those hits where you're coming back to your own net and they're kind of they're coming out. I know in the NFL you can't do those those backs those backside blocks anymore. Crack block, crack back block. Yeah, yeah. you can't do that. And w- everything Matt Kachuk just did. And the fact that Perro said, yep, no, it's legal. And you saw that, like, that evil grin when Cassian <laughs> told him what he heard. It's like he was just being given a green light to go play in 80s hockey again. And he loves that type of hockey. I love to watch it if that's the way they want to play. I'm Look, I get it. There's safety issues and that stuff. But when we're just talking about that 60 minutes of, of what we're watching on the ice, it's fantastic to watch. So if that's what they want to do, go right ahead. But I think they're in a lot, a lot, a lot of trouble. And I do think that even that hit by Vertanen was a little bit sparked by what we know going through now. Could like, be. Wait, wait, what? That's legal? Uh, all right, let's go. Nick, what do you think? Well, I'm working on a piece here looking at how sus- these suspensions have kind of been doled out since uh, 2014, which is when, as uh, the nation Dan advised me uh, from hockeyfights.com was the first season when fighters were mandated not to take their helmets off during fights. So in the 23rd fights, 
sorry before the fight before, sorry yeah before that's the, the one that's the first year when they're like you go to square up with the dude and you both at the same time reach for the chin yeah. straps the Jamie <laughs> Ben take the helmets up and then yeah. back up and Jamie Ben up. and Jerome McGinley classic um, so good so 2013-2014 15 players <laughs> were suspended uh, for what was deemed an illegal check to the head and that accounted for 56 games and that was just legal check the check to the head that didn't include it 14 boarding penalties uh, that were 39 games combined, three charging penalties or suspensions that were 10 games, so on and so forth. Since that season, it has dropped off significantly every single year. The next learning. The next season after that, nine players were suspended for 27 games. 2016, seven suspensions for 17 games. The next season, five suspensions for 11 games. Uh, season after that, four suspensions for seven games. And then last year, upticked a bit. There are 12 suspensions for 35 combined games. So, and that was two players, uh, Mark Borowiecki or Borowiecki and David Backus were uh, suspended as repeat offenders. Um, so what this tells me, right. So like Rick said, the uh, narrative coming out of NHL player safety would be, oh, well, they're learning. They're getting better at not hitting um, other players illegally to the head. Um, or you can look at it as the fact that fines have actually increased and suspensions have gone down. So if you're going to let, a, so their, their reasoning here for suspending casting is you can't let a guy punch a guy multiple times in the head without being willing, because that's not good for their, his dome going forward. Well, if that's the case, then you can't let a guy like Matthew Kachuk skate around and target a guy's head. Multiple times. You can't have it both ways. The NHL wants to have it both ways. They sanction fighting. It's the only sport, the major sport in North America that allows fighting in its game. Other than sports that are based around fighting. Sure. But but the the major, the the four major ones, right? So if you're going to allow that, then you got to let the players police themselves out there. That, that the suspension for Cassian is definitely not because the other guy didn't want to fight back. It looks bad on TV to people who don't watch hockey. Well, that's assault. exactly what that is. That's what happens at a bar and a guy just doesn't so fight back. My, my question is, though, is like, how much are you really caring about player safety and head trauma? They do because more. Th- they do more than they did. But still, when Perro said what he said to Zach, they said right there. How man, can you, as long how as can you look at any of those hits that, Ka- that Kachuk throws? And say, you know what? It's fine. It's legal. Maybe it's a little, it's a little on the edge, but it's, but it's clean. But that's why fighting exists because that's, there that's is my point. Because the, exactly, there is plays that aren't penalties on a on a sheet of paper, but are dirty as fuck, and they need to be handled by the players. You know what? But they, you're right. What they should do if you don't want this shit to happen, then you gotta outlaw pests. You got to outlaw the shit that these the, you just these, go and suspend those, that these that little, stupid that shit. These little guys go around and they escalate a situation to the point where they're pushing another guy over the edge. Their whole purpose is to escalate a situation in a violent sport to make the other guy assault them. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. It's like that's you pointed <laughs> out upstairs with Brad Marchand and they, the brought, they brought this up on the radio the other day. But if if they keep allowing this. You're gonna have another Bertuzzi. You're gonna have another Brashear type incident. When you I'm have when sorry, you have Cassian and you have Perot both saying like, "I'm gonna go out there and do damage," like what Cassian said, "I'm gonna follow the rules," but you definitely changed the rules. And thank you very much for this. <laughs> well, no, he said he would do what he did again, which according oh, to he, yeah, against he's, the rules. No, okay, that's fair. That's right. That's right. So like, it's, and it's to your point too, Rick. The 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 Mark Crawford comments before the Steve Moore incident were things that we weren't really watching for, mm-hmm. but became an issue afterwards because it was premeditated at that point, right? Everything, everything's premeditated. Exactly. I hate that word premeditated. No, I know, but because it's the even when like you make back a when we were kids, like oh, take a number. 
if I take a number, that's premeditated when I go ahead of him in the third period. Yeah. Well, like you so brought, I didn't like that. You brought yeah. up Brad Marchand, Dan. Like, he's a great player. Like he, Sick he, shootout he, guy. Scored, he scored a <laughs> he scored a hundred <laughs> points last year. Like the guys, the guy's an incredible player. For all, a lot of writers will say that he was on their heart ballot last year. But the Brad Marchand does not lick a guy without the intention of having that guy punch him in the face. <laughs> what right? a sentence you just said to say. But is that not? Uh, you're is right. That not 100%, the truth? Absolutely. Right. Right. So at least it's only a, at least it's only licking though. He didn't go in there and but like, launch dude, himself. Dude, if you lick someone on the face, you deserve to get punched in the fucking face. Oh, 100 percent. Borderline, like, but at least a at least it wasn't that. At least it wasn't like. You can't get hurt from that. Don't kink Unless he has either. like mono. <laughs> I'm not. No, if it's consensual, hey, by all means, lick, <laughs> lick all the faces, feet and toes you want, man. I don't care. Oh, we went to a whole <laughs> new area. My, my brain is cramping on this one. All of a sudden playing on uh, did on Hathaway right away. Did Hathaway get suspended for his spit this year? Oh, yeah. He did. did he? Okay. Oh, yeah. He took a two or a three, if not more. Which is fascinating when you don't get suspended for licking a guy, but when, you, yeah, when you projectile the well, spit. Well, he, okay. Because Marchand set the standard. Yeah, Wait, those are two mark. different things. Like I know they're almost the same thing, but they are two different things. Yeah. Like again, we talked we talked about this on real life, Tyler. Like the whole thing that sucks about this Kachuk shit is that we're not talking about McDavid's goal against Calgary, which was great, and assisted like, by Lucic, by the way. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> but, but, this, oh, but this, is is, this is why this stuff sucks. Is because like this is why they try to get the shit out of the game because it takes over the narrative from the actual fucking skill in this sport. Then let them fight and this stuff will take care of itself. Exactly. And you want to talk about it on or, Monday. Yeah, you beat, you let Cassian beat up Kachuk. You kick him out of the game. Kick him out of the game. The, people forget, they let Cassian come back into that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did he not get two five ten? Like, how did yeah. he get two, how did he get a double minor? Well, that is two five and ten and right just, there. And it goes back to the conversation about Lucic having to answer the code. Like he had his chance. Oh yeah, he could have gone out there and chat. I guarantee, we we wa- we were there. Did anybody once I was see, watching I mean, him the whole time. I had zero chill wrong. after all those incidents. Oh no, you were I was watching. Angry. I was really you were angry. angry. I kept it to myself though this time. I didn't get any uh, well, verbal we were, battle. Yeah, oh, Rick, Rick was on the uh, way out, Rick was getting oh, a yeah, little heated. Your rum chuck, he saw me later on that night. I don't know if we were on the bus or at Singapore Times, man. I saw you down there. <laughs> like, if, you got into a, if you got into a fight, man, I had your back right away. Let's go. Tyler was in a I can't do a lot in a fight, but I, oh, that's fine. I give the effort. These Tyler, guys, Tyler, these guys don't do anything. You're lanky. You got reach. You yeah, could, yeah. You, you could, you could yeah. do some damage in the big pull Z. Away. I'm throwing around guys. I, like big I, Z. I always think I'm a good diffuser because because of the long reach, I can just hold guys off and be like, "Whoa, hold up!" And then, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> you were you were giving me props, and you're like ready to dive right in. Whoa, after hold standing up, up, standing up to a Flames fan, literally last time I, I was. Yeah, ready. that guy looks over, and you're not a small fella. <laughs> And then Dusty stood up, and he's yeah. not a small fella. Yeah. And I don't even, even notice me. I was in the middle. I just like <laughs> threw my arms, like, "Hey, I'm over here too." Yeah, no, that guy had no chance of doing nothing. No. I was also right there, and I was just like, "Hey, what's going on?" <laughs> Again, drugs up. <laughs> I want to move on, Tyler. Please. I want to talk a little bit about cheating in sports. Yeah, you brought up the Astros a little bit earlier. <laughs> For those that do not know, please give a quick, quick breakdown as fast as you can, so we can move on to some hockey cheating. Okay, so basically, thirty seconds early, go. Your earlier in the winter, former Astros pitcher Mike Fires went to Ken Rosenthal of the Athletic and basically confessed that when he was on the Houston Astros, he's not anymore. They had a cheating scheme that involved banging drums in the dugout, and there were monitors. Trash, trash cans. Sorry, yeah, banging. What did I say? Drums, drums would be banging. Drums drum would be swinging. Basically, were, drum. not They're, subtle. I think something's up with that dugout <laughs> over there. Something's not quite right over there. Um, so they, basically, their scheme was they had a camera in center field. It would relay the catcher's 
signals into the tunnel by the dugout and they would watch on a monitor once they knew it was an off-speed pitch or whatever coming they would bang the garbage can so the batter could hear it no it was an off-speed pitch all that shit happened this was back in 17 when the houston astros won the world series all these investigations went into it mlb looked into it basically what came of it was the astros lost their first and second round picks for the next two years they were fined five million dollars and their gm and coach were suspended for a year and then fired there was another guy in there, Alex Cora, who's now the manager of the Boston Red Sox. Was, for, was now. <laughs> he has since been fired. Carlos Beltran was one of the players who initially came up with the idea and was the only player named in the commissioner's report. He had never even managed a game for the Houston Mets since being hired. New, New York, York Mets. Mets. New York Mets. We're all over the place here, Ty guy. Sorry, I'm trying to get this all out really quickly. Okay, we're your, your fact checkers here. Um, and he's since been fired as well. We thought everything was over. We thought everything was dealt with. But wait, there's more. There's a, Twitter, a niece. A Twitter account claiming to be Carlos Beltran's niece, who did have some tweets earlier on in the week correctly predicting he would step down as Mets manager, came out and said they've been wearing buzzers on their, in, on their chests during games so that they could electronically send signals of what pitches were coming. This got really interesting when there was a video of Jose Altuve after hitting the walk-off home run to win the ALCS was running to home plate and there's a celebration in baseball where everyone likes to rip their jerseys off and he's holding onto his jersey. You can see him melting the words, I got a piece. I got a piece. No, he, not he, my shirt. Somebody not said he was saying some jersey, not my jersey in his native language. He did say it in Spanish, yes. Yeah. So I've seen that and I've seen, but Sorry. he does Anyways, say a yeah, piece in there. I am buying Something it. about not taking off his shirt. I yeah. also want to point out that at the end of every O radio podcast we all do the same thing we all rip each other's <laughs> well yeah, yeah it's just good fun though um i don't though because i'm shy which is exactly what jose altuve <laughs> and said then he runs right yeah. Yeah. into the dugout downstairs takes his shit off comes back comes back out without a jersey on did um, an interview with ken rosenthal and said i was shy because my wife my wife doesn't like at me yet his so, instagram fucking page is full of fucking shirt uh, pictures without shirts on basically the astros are dirty cheaters and they got away for with it for a bit but now they're not anymore they won a couple of ships like Asterix, team, take them away usc lost their titles a couple years ago from way back from the mid yeah, what, but that's 2000s football. I, I don't i don't believe in taking away championships i think they're tainted enough already and taking away a championship puts more of a black eye on the sport what, than okay it does wait, the uh, what do they do with night was it 1911 or 1919 the yeah, white Sox? did they take time. it away i think they took it away yeah, yeah. but still, i think we're, we're almost in that same spot again and say, you know what I mean? Like you never honestly had a whole organization like this, except that now it's like an, an echelon of different teams that are falling into the same accusations. It's going to be a while before it all burns out. But, as Beg is patient asked zero the, question, the Astros fans care? like everyone who's a part of the Astros because year one and then like as they spin off to yeah. new teams they take their new uh, their new tricks to the trade well it's I think it's the biggest issue because they were the world champions yeah well, if, they were the, if this was the fucking Marlins yeah. no one would give a shit <laughs> so I want to spin this into a hockey conversation and how or if there are opportunities for teams to cheat obviously you, you there's no need for a buzzer there's no one throwing pitches like the game is a lot more fluid than baseball Connor however a buzzer when he sees an opening why well, I, I feel like he's already off the buzzer yeah like oh, i feel shit, like connor oh, shit, oh, sees shit, the, oh shit connor connor already sees the world in code anyway so he already knows when these are opening ahead of time what was your question on after hours for him uh where do you hide the turbo button there you go yeah you don't want to know. He didn't answer either. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't answer. <laughs> Never Connor is a game secret. genie. Um, so Tyler, do you think there are opportunities in hockey where a team could cheat in some way, some 
I don't know what they could do to get an advantage. Well, if you listen to Two Guys and a Goalie, which is a great podcast, I think it's one of the best hockey podcasts going right now. Um, Walking Gage. One of, one, one of, of not one the of. best. Nice one one of. I actually do think it might be. This is a great story, <laughs> though. Um, where Gager said he had a story of Bob Hartley when they played against him in the minors. He would send trainers through the vents into the other team's room, measure all their sticks, <laughs> find a couple guys who had illegal blades, and when he got a power play, he would just call out the team on an illegal stick and basically just get five on threes all the time. And he nailed two guys in one game or something. Two guys it? in one game with it. And then uh, his trainer like sat down with the trainer from the other team, and that's how they got the yeah they yeah. they confirmed it. Um, so there's stuff like that, but really like. There's no signs in hockey. No, man. You and can do this. It's too fluid. What do you got, Dan? You can do this. How you so, cheat? so Zach Cassian showed us a little clip of it uh, during the Flames game where he took a sip of a bottle of water that was very clearly sewer water and not real water. What is in this water? And he asked what's in this water. <laughs> I, so it's little things like that where you can affect them mentally. I think you Zach can never Cassian, affect the outcome as blatantly as the Astros did. I don't think Zach Cassian looked at the bottle before he drank from it because that is clearly not just water. <laughs> it's Calgary sewer water. It's <laughs> from the Bow River. Dude, can you imagine don't have between those? Right in the Can water, you imagine so. being a time clock guy? It's got to be a little bit boring in there, right? Yeah, milk. I know you're on my side here. You'd have a little, maybe a little vodka soda in that. Oh, little what if it was man. like one of the penalty box Absolutely. guys spitters or something? No, <laughs> no, that would, no, that would, no. But Elliot Freeman in uh, 31 Thoughts did have some points where there was a Detroit that used to paint the other paint team's dressing room. room yeah. So hey, that's that stunk fine. Boston dude. would crank like up Detroit, the heat. Like Joe Lewis was built. So like the opposition's uh, bench was all sorts of weird and fucked Man, up. But like, th- it's things like that. that's for me, fine. it's like, it's like the visitor bench being on a slight angle so that the players can never and really truly short, rest. And, and it's shorter. So everyone's like crammed yes. in there. Like and little things yeah, like that that I like. That's fine. I mean, but that's not really cheating the same I way. Agree. The yeah. Like Tyler said, you can't, you can't fix the game in a way that will actually change the outcome in the same way, but you can do psychological stuff that could slowly break down your opponent. Like I get, I, we're talking about earlier upstairs with Wanye about how there's rumors in the eighties, the Oilers would always put decaf coffee in the opposing dressing room and tell them it was actually coffee. I just love that they're crushing coffee That's or like just make reporters keep going in there and bug El Montoya. Like, Hey, you got to say something. You got to say something. <laughs> that guy has a horrible game that night. And Bob, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't talk to people. Come on, we're not going. That's, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Just keep bugging that kid. Boston in the or wherever it was in the in the garden, they would turn up the heat in the visitor dressing room. You're so sweltering hot. Like, Let's do it. Little like psychological warfare things like that. I dig. Like I'm all about that. Me too. So I love good. it. Yeah, and like if you want to put like weird stuff in the opposing penalty box in their water, whatever. But I think that that would <laughs> if it came out that you were actually doing that, that that would be considered cheating by the league. I think you're going to get in trouble, but not you, like no. This. You'd be fine. No, not this. No, 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 not this level. If you did sour milk in the water bottle, <laughs> yeah, you might get in a little more trouble. But the rest of that <laughs> shit, so man. Gross. Or like putting drugs in it. Well, okay, I didn't want to go there. there. Well, trip. nobody's going to dose anyone, man. I don't know. Do you guys remember in, in uh, Mighty Ducks 3 when um, the when they t- they put all the ants in the, the, fire in ants. the varsity t- in the varsity yeah. that was uh, like dorm? A, that was a deep level yeah, one, though, because they had like the tubes and yeah, everything yeah. set up. So like, right. shit like that's all good. So the Flames game's on the 29th. We need to figure out where he gets some fucking ants. Where do they where do they room nowadays? Is it right across the Well, area? that's okay. You know, well, we got to ask either coach or coach O'Brien. Yo yo, no, I'm I'm honest here. Like we need to bring out the inner Philly fan in us. Oh, but we and need throw to batteries get, at Santa. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe not that far. Okay, I can't throw things on the ice, but I had a couple ideas. Uh, but no, you need to get on that guy from the second that fucking plane hits the ground, man. But they no, stay at a hotel. Part of get me on him. Get on when they get on that bus. Get on them there. We're the fans. We're allowed to. You get in his head. It, I um. I feel like that's that's playing into Kachuk, 
Kachuk's bullshit. We're not though. the te- we're not the players though. But I think he feeds off that. Oh, this guy is a this guy is a classic 1980s wrestling heel. Like he feeds off this bullshit. But if you get him all hyped up and going into the, and going into the game and Zach's well behaved, you'll get him off right away. Kachuk, if he just if he eats a clean check, that ends this. That guy can't take a fucking hit. That's if fine. he eats a clean check, th- this is over. But we need to make this arena not fun to play in. And that's the biggest, like I said, it's the biggest takeaway for me is that if Rogers place is fucking rocking, like playoff style, that'll be amazing. And it'll be a blast. Like European to see hockey style. Yep. I Those wish guys the fans were crazy. Were here we should light fires in the stands. Dude, I wish, I wish we could. Um, yeah. Not soccer. Maybe, man. maybe not edit soccer. that part out. <laughs> producer not the soccer. Check. The soccer. The hockey is fun. They dance. Y'all are, sing. Y'all are wondering why the Oilers don't like us oh. very much. <laughs> Oilers, no, Station, was, Oilers Station Radio does not condone the lighting no of fires <laughs> or other such things in the stands. I am definitely very vocal in my seats. And I had somebody who was very high up in the, uh, in the OEG. I had his, oh. uh, his son. Flex look over me. here. Yeah, I had his son talked to me and said you know what i wish all fans were like that and i was making an ass of myself that night i was rolling on those official he the fact he knew i the fact that i knew who the officials names were and that graham skilleter had fucked us over before (laughs) he loved the idea he loved you're a special person i couldn't name anyone past kelly oh no i gotta sit there there's graham skilleter and there's uh i learned the other ones from i can't remember what game it might have been that the Carolina game. Right? I just I remember, remember Mick Magoo because he was not kind of. Oh, when he waved no. out that fucking goal, that was not a hand pass. He it was, was not a hand pass. All right, Tyler, we got a couple of minutes left, so we're going to finish off with the hot and cold performers of the week. Hot, hot, hot. Get your buttons ready. We are going to start with the veggies as we always do. We are going to look at back at the week that was. Pick the hot, the cold. I'm going to go ahead and start with myself this week because I'm going to mm. call Jay out as my cold performer of the Ooh, week. Jay, as good. he hosts the Finns and is. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. Jay, because I don't know if you guys saw it, Evan Bouchard oh. leading the AHL rookie demon in goals, and he scored a beauty coast to coast this week. Beauty. Jay said he doesn't have passion or fire or whatever garbage take he had. My cold performer can't move. can't move, can't skate, can't shoot, doesn't hit, looks too much like dad. I don't know. Jay, <laughs> you are my cold performer of the week. The button. Oh, that's cold. Daniel, your cold performer of the week. Uh, I know that Gregor had, I think it was Gregor had the little speech with a couple of the condors uh, or about the condors. Yep. Woodcroft. And all that. Jay Woodcroft. I got Woodcroft. there. I got yeah, there yeah, at we'll a point, you, you yeah, know, yeah. yeah. Uh, Woodcroft had some words, some kind words about this guy, but he's had a rough go of it so far. And this week he's got zero points. It's Ryan McLeod of the Bakersville Condors. Bakersville? Bakersfield. Bakersfield. This is a good Bakersville. This brew that we're drinking. This brew that we've been drinking during the episode we haven't mentioned. It's good. It's good. Rick, your cold performer of the week. Well, we've had a pretty good week here. Uh, I don't think there's much we can uh, complain about. Well, eh, I guess there is one thing. But uh, I'm going to kind of go off board as well. And my cold performer of the week is going to be George Peros. You've just legalized targeting hits you are going to get people hurt you're taking us backwards from where we were and this is all going to be on you and it's going to be really really hard to try and fix afterwards nicholas uh lacrosse goals Fuck can we call the Michigan goal, please? Oh, Whatever. Michigan Fuck Svechnikov. Fuck Philip Fuck Forsberg. <laughs> Fuck those goals. That's not the hockey I know. Take it back to the 30s. If it was up to me, we wouldn't even have forward passes, for God's sake. <laughs> Enough. Tyler, you're a cold performer of the week. 
Um, my cold performer of the week is my own liver after the performance <laughs> I put forth yep. on Saturday in Calgary. Tag, Real you, quick. How did you feel? So we went to breakfast the next morning after the Flames game. Oh, we're all oh, sitting right. there waiting right. for the bus. Yeah. Everybody's got their stuff. We're all just having coffees and chatting and whatever. And all of a sudden, Tyler just disappeared. And some weird eggs. <laughs> yeah, super <laughs> weird eggs. Eggs. Omelets were interesting. <laughs> so Tyler just disappears. Leaves all his stuff. All of his disappears. stuff behind. Leaves his stuff with me. I'm like, okay. I'll so be the, back. The boys from backside are like, all right, Tom load the bus and we're just like well where'd Tyler go so I text him he's just like oh, I just need a quick 10 on the couch <laughs> he, went, he back went back to, to our room and slept on our couch you couldn't get an actual nap in that 10 minutes and you're about to get on the bus where yeah I don't know who's were you on the Finn's bus no he was no. on he was with us oh, okay yeah yeah watching if the longest on, yard in a wedding crash oh yeah yeah if you're on the Finn's bus I get it get your nap in first because you're not gonna be sleeping on the way no. back but we were off the Finn's bus <laughs> we were on the regular people bus and we knew damn well we could sleep well at least real on the flip side of the coin, hot performers of the week. Dan, I'm going to check in with the prospect system. Who is your hot performer of the week? Well, Bag Milk, you already mentioned him. I was going to say. Poor Jay. He's, uh, you know, he's taking a beating in this uh, segment. All but it's Flames Evan fan. Bouchard. All Flames fans have been. Evan this Bouchard with a big goal and four assists through four games, three games, sorry, this week. Uh, Evan Bouchard, your hot performer of the week. Rick, your hot performer of the week. I'm not going to include myself on this time. <laughs> However, I have been pumping the tires. I have been pumping the tires, but my hot performer is Caleb Jones. That was hot. That's hot. Got himself a two-year contract as a reward for everything he's done so far. Had a fantastic game against Nashville. Kind of learning from his mistakes. Not going to be a perfect defenseman out there for the rest of the year, but he's on an upward trajectory and exactly where we need him to be. Nicholas Piccolis, if that's your real name, who's your hot performer of the week? It's letter time. It's letter time. Um, mine is Riley Sheehan. This is hot. Riley Sheehan gets a lot of shit um, from our very own Hernan. Hernan's hot takes. He has said <laughs> that he thinks Riley sucks. And Twitter. Twitter is not a big fan. He's arguably our best penalty killer. He leads uh, all forwards in penalty killing ice time. Last game, he looked great out there. He All his underlying numbers looked great. Expected goals were around 60%. Of course, he was in the high 50s. Like a really good fourth liner like he is. Yeah. But Perfect. He's, but he's good. That's what yeah, we need. Exactly. Like that's he, he's, he's one of these guys that's come in. He's done his job. The penalty kill is where it is. Not just because of his, because of him, but his role that he plays on it. And I, I appreciate you, Riley Sheehan. I do not hate you. That's really hot. Unlike Hernan. Mr. Yaremchuk, your hot performer of the week. My hot performer of the week. He got a look up with Connor McDavid and he made it count. He's now got two goals and an assist in his last five games. Josh Archibald, Archie. come on down. That's really hot. Where's Jughead? Womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I'm going to finish off. How could I How could I not do my hot performer of the week? Once again, for the second week in a row, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Nuge. He has got 11 points in his last seven games. Nuge the dude forever. is... Thank you. The dude is red hot right now playing alongside Leon Dreisaitl and Kaylor Yamamoto. Wrist is looking good. Back to full strength. He is firing. He is back on pace for 60 points over a full season, which is remarkable considering the October and November he had. Hot performer of the week, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Go out hooking. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we are going to wrap up episode 70 of Oilers Nation Radio. I want to go ahead and thank Sherwood Ford, the giant out in beautiful Sherwood Park, Alberta. And of course, skipthedishes.ca for making this all possible. And to each and every one of you for listening and telling a friend about this here podcast. 
Have a great weekend, everybody. Rate, review, subscribe. What Nick said. On all the platforms. Shout out Damien. Best wishes. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media to stay up to date and never miss a podcast. The late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.